Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this opportunity to come and celebrate Christmas, that we can continue to celebrate the gift of Christmas, even though Christmas Day has passed. Lord, may your Holy Spirit open our minds and our hearts so that we hear what we need to hear. We let go of what we need to let go of. And loving Father, help us to see life from your perspective and not our own. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. We've been talking about the Christmas light and particularly today we're talking about the Christmas light that keeps shining. And part of my research that I discovered this, there is a light bulb that has been shining since 1901. Would you like that light bulb in your house? <laughs> right? But it's not quite true. There's been three occasions when it hasn't shined and that's when they've relocated it. There is now a society set up to make sure it keeps shining. But the other problem with this light bulb, it was 30 watts when it started shining. It's now shining at about 4 watts. Right? And they look after it and it's housed in a fire, fire station. And when you think, oh, that'd be great to have, but imagine having to worry about it and look after that. Right? Tom, imagine having to pack that up and take that to Hong Kong. In one of their relocations, I was so worried about it, instead of unscrewing it because they thought they might damage it, they cut the electrical cord and reconnected the electrical cord in its new location. There's been one occasion when it's gone out, and they thought, oh no, it's gone out. But what they discovered was a power supply had a fault. And so when they reconnected, it continued. And it's still going, it's still shiny. And it's been in the Guinness Book of Records as the longest, as the light bulb that shined the longest called the Centennial Light Bulb. Now that light bulb has probably caused some people some grief. They're probably, there's people worrying it. Apparently you can go on the web and watch it glowing if you want. So that's how famous this light bulb is. Right? Now, fortunately, Jesus being the light of the world is not like this light bulb. This light bulb is losing light over time. It requires people to look after it and to be carefully manufactured carefully cared for but we have received the gift of christmas the light of jesus which has been shining for over two thousand years it's a light that continues to shine and whilst at times we may feel like it's dimming or getting darker the truth is it continues to shine and grow in people's lives it continues to affect people throughout the world it continues to have a significant effect on how people see the future how people see god but also how they see life. And so a question I encourage you to ponder and think about is, how will the light of Jesus, the light that brings hope, peace, love and joy, continue to shine in your life? How will the light of Christmas, the light that brings hope, peace, joy and love, continue to shine in your life? I've had, in one of my congregations, I had a little bit of a frustration because we came to Boxing Day and I had parishioners wanting to rip down all the Christmas stuff and said, Christmas is over. And I said, have you heard of the 12 days of Christmas? Right? Christmas continues until about the 6th of January. And they go, but we just want to pack up and make everything nice and neat and clean. Some of us Christians are a bit like that. We want everything orderly and clean and neat and tidy. But here's part of the deal with the light of Christmas. Jesus is not interested in so much 
in just the neat and tidy clean situation, but in the, the messy stuff. And so think about this, is how will the light of Christmas, the light of, Je- the light of Jesus, continue to shine, not only when everything looks nice and good and neat in your life, but how will it continue to shine when life is messy, when you're grumpy, when things are not going so well, when things are out of order, when the Chinese government decide to invade Hong Kong as you're planning to relocate there. Take some time and ponder about this light of Christmas, how it shines in all situations of your life. Well, today we're going to look at some of our readings, parts of our readings, to think about, to get some ideas, some guidance on how it may help shine in our life. The first is from Isaiah 63, verse 7, which said, I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. So the first thing that helps God's light, Jesus' light shine, is that we remember and share the good God has done. We remember and share the good God has done. And so that means, first of all, we need to recognise and think about what are some of the good things God has done? What are the good things God has done, not only for you, but also for others, that reveal his kindness and compassion? I invite you just to turn to some people at the, around you at the moment. And it doesn't have to be spectacular things, but share one or two good things God has done for you and others that have revealed his kindness and compassion. You can keep talking about that after the service, but keep thinking about it. And there's something to think about every day. At the end of every day, I'd encourage you to think about and think about what's one good thing that happened today? What is one thing, good thing that God has given me today? But also thank God in his prayers, but share it with others. Be prepared, as First Peter talks about, to always share the hope that you have, to talk about and reveal. Sometimes I like sharing about how God... Um, uses coincidences just to bring things together, to make things happen, something that I could never plan myself. The second thing is, comes from, also from Isaiah chapter 63, verse 9. It says, In all their distresses, he too was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. The second thing that helps us in, in God's light shining in our lives is to remember that God doesn't desert us in our troubles. Instead, he is helping us and carrying us to salvation. Sometimes people will think when troubles hit that God has deserted them. And what they're looking at is what's missing in their lives. But I love the story of somebody who went through a disaster and said to me, when I looked at the disaster and what was missing, I missed God. But when I looked around at what was happening around the disaster and seeing how people were helping, I saw God. 
Think about the disasters or the difficulties that you've been having that you may be going through now or you may have had in the past and it may be easy to think God deserted you but the truth is God has been there to help you and to encourage you. And so as God's people, something to, for us to ask is how are, we help, how are we being helped but also how might we help others when trouble arises? When we hear of people in trouble, how might we help them? The third thing that helps us live in God's light is, comes from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. The third thing that helps us remember to live in the light and to, to share that light is remember that each of us is a brother and sister of Jesus. Have you ever thought of yourself that way, that you are a brother and sister of Jesus? And not only this, Jesus is like the perfect big brother. He's making you holy. He's doing what you can't do for yourself. He's the one that went to the cross for you and rose for you. So what does it mean for you to be a brother and sister of Jesus? Take some time to think about that. What does it mean for you to be a brother and sister of Jesus who is making you holy? And then, as people living in the light, how do we help others see that they are also brothers and sisters of Jesus? From time to time, I come across people who will say to me, oh, I, I, I wouldn't mind coming to church, but I'm worried the roof will fall in. And often in the discussion, what happens when, we, when I start talking to them, it's, yeah, the roof's going to fall in because they see God as this big, angry God and is going to punish them for all the bad they've done. They don't see God as someone who's loving and caring. They don't see God as their big brother who is doing something good for them. So think about how can you help people see that God is their big brother doing something good for them. Their big brother who is looking after them but going out of his way, coming to earth to pay the price for our sins rather than to punish us for our sins. The fourth aspect that helps keep the Christmas light shining is listening to God. Matthew chapter 2, particularly the verses we read, is quite a challenging area. It's quite a challenging thing because it's talking about the holy innocents, the firstborn because of firstborn who are under two, who are killed because of Jesus. Not for anything they've done, but because Herod was feeling threatened. There's a bit of debate whether Herod was feeling threatened because he was going to lose his power, we know that. But the debate often is did Herod believe in God or not? Well I would suggest if he believes in God, he's probably if he if he's feeling threatened that this Jesus may take power, I think he may have some belief that God existed, that this God was more powerful than him. But one of the things to, as you read through chapter 2 is to keep in mind that it is filled with people being encouraged to listen to God. From verse 13, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. 
Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. And we see this happen a couple of times within this reading, that Joseph listens to God. And so for us to have to recognise the Christmas light shining, it's important for us to listen to God, God especially when life gets tough, is to realise that what God says to us is relevant even when it gets tough. One of the challenges for us is that when it does get tough, what we can often do is ignore God, push God aside. We may recognise he exists and we may pray to him, but we may not listen to him. We may go and do our own things. We may think more rationally and more short term rather than the big picture. And if you look at this week's story from the Gospels, you see Joseph, they're going to a foreign country where there is more foreign gods. That doesn't sound too rational, except it's getting them away from somebody who's going to kill them. But all that is connected to God's prophecies. And because Joseph listened to God, it became clear that Jesus was the Messiah for people. And so as we live our lives, as we live our lives, particularly in this mixed up, difficult world where there's many different opinions, can I encourage you to listen to God, to take the time to read scriptures. And if you think God's not relevant at some stage, have patience and let God to unfold his story before you. Keep trusting him and listening to what he says. Because the truth is God will lead us to good news. The truth is God will lead us to heaven. To a place where there's no sin and suffering forever. And that is why the light of Christmas is so important for us. And the fifth aspect in the Christmas light to keep shining comes from the last few verses of what we read today. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in a place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee and he went living in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. So the, the fifth thing is about let our sur- current circumstances be places where, where we see God at work and where we are involved in God's work. You see, Joseph listened to God, but he also allowed his circumstances to be seen where God is at work. God guided him to Nazareth. And if you do a bit more research on this whole area where they end up, it meant that Jesus was amongst not just Jews, but also Gentiles, reminding us that he... He's the Messiah and the Saviour, not for a select group of people, but for the whole world. And so as we live as Christians, as we live as people who have been given this wonderful gift of Christmas, may we continue to live in the light. May we remember and share the good God has done. Keep looking out of the good God has done. I know one person who's got a thank you God book and has like a journal and writes in that journal all the good things God has done. And they said they go through it, particularly when life is tough, 
just to reflect on their own personal life where God has been good. The second thing is remember God is helping you in your troubles. He hasn't deserted you. When trouble arises, God is at work helping you. It may not be totally noticed. doesn't mean life is going to be nice and perfect. When God was guiding Joseph and Mary, life didn't get easier for them. It probably got harder. Thirdly, remember you are a brother and sister of Jesus and he is making you holy. Fourthly, listen to Jesus, especially when trouble occurs. And last, let your current circumstances be places where you see God at work and where you're involved in God's work. There's a story of two missionaries to Indonesia and they're Bible translators and they go to Indonesia and I don't know if you know much about Indonesia but if Dimitri was here back from holidays I'll get him to share a bit more about their country but about 2% of the population of Indonesia claim to be Christians. Most of Indonesia are quite, Indonesians are quite placid and calm. However, they're amongst, there's a small group that are quite radical and from time to time there's attacks on churches. Well, this, this couple who were Bible translating were attending a church one day and a bomb went off. And their family back home were worried and they discovered that the husband had been injured. And it was on the news. And as they were being interviewed, um, the reporter, an American reporter, because it was an American missionary, said, um, have you got plans to go back to America? Are you looking forward? And they said, look, we've got a backup plan to go back to America. However, we are here to share the light and love of Jesus amongst people. And we prefer to stay here amongst this mess and difficulty. And that is how the light of the world continues to shine. Not when life is going perfectly for people, but when people need to see the light. Remember, Jesus shines for you. Jesus shines also through you. Go and live that Christmas is about God giving you a gift, but not just a gift for you to keep and hold on to, but a gift that he encourages to share generously to all the people you meet. Go with his love, go with his grace. Amen.